The following contest is scheduled for one fall! I've seen that man before, that's Randy Phil. The other one's some kind of half-man, half-monkey. It's a massive duplex and not one dragon in sight. Hello, uh, this is episode 19, Snapdragon Duplex. I am your host, Mikey Mac, and my co-host, your favourite co-host, Randy Phil, is still in the North Sea. So, this week we're covering AW Dynamite from the 14th of April. Shout out to Aphex Twins fans, if you get that reference. Fucking bonus points for you. Uh, Today I'm recording on the 19th of April. So I'll pass you over to Randy Phil. Mikey, troops, how are we all this week? It has been an exhausting week if you're a wrestling fan. Yep. And I'm relieved to finally be getting back to normal after that massive WrestleMania week. Mm-hmm. But let's fucking kick off this show where we're talking about Dynamite of the 14th of April. But shaggers, do not worry, because next week I'll be back home alongside Mikey. We will be live and we'll be talking about what's been happening on next week's Dynamite. But what's been happening over the WrestleMania weekend? Yes. So it'll be fun to hear what Mikey's got predicted for the next few months in WWE. Mm-hmm. And I've got a few mad predictions myself. Nice. But kicking off this week's Dynamite, the Young Bucks, they're cutting their heel promo. They chose friendship. They chose their family. But I don't know what they want. This is they want to bring back the old Bucks. They want to show a new version of the Young Bucks. Aye. Fucking make your minds up, lads. What are you? Are you the old Young Bucks? Are you the new Young Bucks? Are you the younger Bucks? <laughs> Fucking the fuck Bucks? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Can you explain it to me, Mikey? Can you tell me what the fuck is happening with the Young Bucks? Or even yet, what the hell's happening with Mike Tyson? Because we went for the Young Bucks promo straight to Mike Tyson where he was backstage, I don't know what they were going to say to him or what they were going to ask him, because before he could get anything, MJF interrupted him. And MJF just talked shit for a bit, and that made Mike Tyson aggro as fuck. Yeah. But to be fair, Mike Tyson gets aggro over anything by the sounds of things. I don't know what it is, but I don't like seeing Mike Tyson in the wrestling, in this fucking backstage stuff. He fumbles a bit, he gets excited, he gets nervous, he gets hyper, I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't seem like the baddest man on the planet, he just seems like a fucking goof. But I'm definitely <laughs> not going to say that to his face because I'm a shite bag <laughs> and he will kill me. Eat you. But before I get your thoughts on this, there is a question that's been kicking about on TikTok for the past few months now. Okay. And the question is, if you were to fight Mike Tyson... Uh-huh. And you got one million pound for the age that you fought him at. What age would you fight Mike Tyson at? And apparently started boxing training when he was 13 years old. Yes. So if you take him on then you're getting 13 million pound. Me, I'm going to take him at fucking one. I'm not that greedy. (laughs) One million pounds will see me happy. (laughs) And I'll kick a baby for a million pound. Easy. I'll just move away and they'll never hear from me again. So you need to what age would you fight Mike Tyson at if you got the million X, X equals Mike Tyson's age? And what did you make of the two opening promos for the show? It's a weird way for AEW to kick things off. Usually they go straight into their first match and you get the full match without a commercial break or an advert. Okay, so let's do the Mike Tyson question first. If you have to win... Right, then I'm going to have to go for like eight or nine. I know he was already like taking drugs and stuff then and he was a wild child and he was, I mean, he'd, he'd be tenacious, right? Wiry. Hard to keep down. But I guess, am I, am I fighting him or boxing him? This is hard, right? So if I'm boxing, I would take him on about eight years old. Eight million, that's class, right? If I have to win. If I don't have to win, fuck it, take him on now. Would I risk potentially dying from a Mike Tyson hook for how old is he now? 56, something like that. 56 million quid. I would. And the reason I would is because he fucking scalped Cash Wheeler later on. And he's alive from what I can tell. But, I mean, it's hard to tell. But I think he's alive. So, yeah, fuck it. If I I don't have to win, I'd take take a scalp off him now. 
for the more money. If I have to win, I'm thinking eight years old. Right. Young Bucks promos. Yeah, you went through it. Young Bucks, blah, blah, blah. The gist of what I got was that they said, we're the best and we're not content with what we've got. So uh, they're cutting off the fucking tassels from their gear and then came out with new gear later on that had tassels on it. So what? Why did you need to cut up the old gear? Why didn't you just fucking donate it or something? Bastards, that's why. Uh, I liked the bit where Mike Tyson teared up MGF's check, chewed it up and then spat at him. I thought that was good. But um, yeah, I mean, he's not built for wrestling promos. He's always done like boxing promos and his best boxing promo was when he said he was going to eat Lennox Lewis's wins. So, I mean, you can't really say that, can he? Okay, so... We get the actual first match of the night, and it's the fucking tag match. So we've got Death Triangle, or Death by Angle, Pac and Ray Phoenix versus the Young Bucks, Old Bucks, the Younger Bucks, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Death Triangle come out the face tunnel, and the Bucks come out the heel tunnel. I thought it was excellent. Um, it's cool that the Death Triangle are definitely he- uh, face, even though they're cunts, but they're the best kind of cunts, so yeah, it's great. Um... Young Bucks are out, they've got, like I mentioned, they've got the new grey and white gear, sorry, silver and white gear, and they've got the streamers going off over them, which is a really good callback to Japanese wrestling, that's what they do, and show a big sign of respect, they throw streamers onto onto the wrestlers, and I like that, because they've been saying for ages they're going to go back to how they were in New Japan, so coming out to the streamers was nice, nice wee detail there. Also, I noticed, fucking Matt and Nick Jackson are wrestling in Air Dior's. What a couple of fucking arseholes, man. Destroying beautiful trainers like that. Shane McMahon will be rolling in his proverbial grave. At uh, one point, Matt Jackson went to tag in the wrong corner. And he was like going to tag at Ray Phoenix and realised he was in the wrong corner and kind of like shuffled his way back to the other corner. And the commentary, seem, uh, sorry, the commentary team say... That they're used to working on the far corner, but now they're in the near corner. And now I realise that we've got fucking face and heel corners of the ring, as well as tunnels. I think that's a step too far. I kind of wish I could get your reaction to that, but I think it's a step too far. I mean, wrestling's silly, and who cares, but it's a bit daft. It's a bit too daft, but there you go. Uh, There's loads of good spots in this match. I expected it. I really loved when Nick Jackson did a springboard face buster on Ray Phoenix and then he spent about 20 seconds shouting, did you see that shit? To the camera, like, did you fucking see that? That was fucking amazing. What a dick. It's great. Instead of, like, covering him anything, they just spent the whole time hot-dogging to the camera about how fucking awesome it was. And then they were doing these back rakes the whole fucking match and I was like, that looks quite pleasant, I'm not gonna lie. You know, there's always that bit in your back that you just can't reach when you're trying to scratch it. I mean, just get into a match with the Young Bucks. Happy days. Pack is just such a vicious little bastard and all when he's working. His snap German suplexes. He's so close to a t-shirt but no cigar. They're just phenomenal, man. They just look sore as fuck. And scary but safe, do you know what I mean? Uh, Ray Phoenix going in for a monkey flip on Nick Jackson. He counters it into a really smooth Canadian destroyer. That looks sick as tits. And ends up with Pac going to go for a black arrow. Nick Jackson saves the count. He pushes Ray Phoenix onto the ref, which is knocks, or onto the pin, sorry, knocks everyone to fucking ski with. And then it, the match comes to an end. And at the end of the match, we've got Nick Jackson is Ultimo Bastardo. He fucking boots Pack in the boss. He rips Ray Phoenix's mask off and pins Ray Phoenix while he's covering his face to retain. So we both called it that we're going to win. Jesus wept, that was nasty. Screwy finish. We got a screwy finish. Holy shit. Happy days. Tony Khan, your t-shirt's in the mail. I actually love this match. I think the Young Bucks are much better when they're working as really competent heels. Uh, even with their flippy shit, they just make it... They just do it in such a cunty way, it's great. Um, I think Death Triangle are just brilliant as faces just from the way... They're just they're just so death-defying and they're just badass, aren't they? So, just, it's, yeah, it works. And um, this feud just cannot be over, can it? It just can't be over. What did you make of it? Randy boy. So the Young Bucks win after Nick Jackson 
hits a low blow and pulls the mask off of Ray Phoenix. See, I thought fucking Pac was the bastard. Turns out it's Nick Jackson. Yep. It was a weird spot in the match that I'm going to ask about. See how they've got the face and the heel tunnels? Is there a face mm-hmm. in the heel corner for the tag match? Yeah. Like whenever yeah. Matt was in the ring with Pac, he backs off up into the corner and like sticks his hand out for a tag. Then he realises it's yeah. Ray Phoenix fucking hanging about there. So, uh-huh. next time there's tag matches, pay attention and see if the faces are always in the corner facing towards a hard camera and if the heels have got their back to the camera. That's just something I need to check out next time. Oh my god. Oh my god, I've got to pause you there, mate. Fucking faces are facing the camera. Oh, fuck's sake. Oh, I don't like that. So with the Young Bucks winning, that will now put them going on to fight SCU, who are the number one contenders. Yeah. That's kind of cool, because I like to see SCU going up against the Good Brothers. That would be like a good build-up match before the title match. Yeah. Where they're just like walking through the group or whatever. And if they're doing that, Death Triangle no longer have the belts or never got the belts in the first place. So that frees them up to go on and fight Best Friends in Orange Cassidy. And I'm excited for all these matches that will be coming up. Mm-hmm. But whenever Pac was fighting Orange Cassidy, did you remember if Pac had any matches with Trent or Chuck Taylor? Uh, I can't remember. And was Pac part of the Death Triangle at that point? I don't think he was. The Death Triangle all kicked off like mid-corona, didn't it? Or just before maybe actually, because Pac couldn't travel. So yeah, that'll be some fucking cool matches to see. Yeah. Do you think the Young Bucks will beat SCU and will fucking put them out of the game? Yeah, I definitely. They'll definitely put them out. Well, Alex Marvez was fucking backstage with Hangman and Marvez asked him what his thoughts of Kenny Omega and his relationship with the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks and all that were. But Hangman must have been just out his tits by that point. <laughs> he should have been on a binge because he didn't even answer that fucking question. He just rambled on about John Silver's shoulder and how he's in rehab mm-hmm. and it'll be back in a few weeks hopefully so maybe Hangman was just being fucking smart about it and he's waiting till his wee strong boys back in fighting shape and then the Dark Order and Hangman are just going to go all out on the elite Aye. just fuck them up so if you've got your Dark Order membership active Mikey mm-hmm. you'll need to let us know if they give you a shout yeah yeah, I'm still awaiting the call. Alright, so then you've got a segment backstage. You've got the Inner Circle and Iron Mike himself. And Jericho uh, was referring to the pinnacle. He called them the pineapple. And then he got corrected by... Was it Ortiz? I think it might have been Ortiz. Whispered in his ear, it's actually the pinnacle. He's like, oh, right, yeah, 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 the pinnacle, the pinnacle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was stupid, but it was quite funny. And then you had a wee callback to Mike Tyson knocking Chris Jericho out on Raw in 2010, which I liked. I like that there's a lack of fear from Jericho just to mention shit like that. Tyson says he's going to call the match later on right down the middle. So, there you go. Apparently it's not going to be a bias. Apparently. So Alex Marvez is backstage again, this time with Chris Jericho and Mike Tyson. I don't know why they give fucking Alex Marvez a job when he can't even get a, qu- a straight answer <laughs> out of fucking Adam Page. But anyway, here we are. He's asking Jericho and Mike Tyson, what's the script that he's fucking cool now or what? And it turns out they are cool. And whenever Jericho fucking got done in off of the pinnacle, yeah. he wanted to make amends with people that he wronged in the past. And one of those people were Mike Tyson. Then Jericho talks a bit about his match tonight and how he's gave Dax Harwood those 10 stitches in his head. So that's how we're not going to have any twin magic tonight because Jericho busted them open so that he can (laughs) tell them apart, which is a smart tactic. So here is a massive conspiracy theory slash prediction for you. If Jericho has been phoning people up, apologising and making amends now that he's a good cunt again... Yeah or he could possibly be on his way out of AEW, do you think he's made a call to Cody Rhodes and said, look, 
We had that match where if I beat you, you can't challenge for the belt. That was a dick move. Oh. Consider yourself off the hook for it. Go fight for the belt, mate. I like it. Go take on Kenny Omega. I like it. If that happened, would you accept that as fucking kayfabe or whatever? Would you be like, yeah, okay, that's that's a fair enough reason? I would. I'll fucking I would. just be like, yeah, right, okay. At least they've acknowledged that they've addressed that Cody hasn't fucking went back for the belt, but now that Jericho is the one that fucking beat him in the match and said, you can't do it, and he's had a change of heart and said, you know what, Cody, I was a cunt, on you go, I'll accept it and I'll be happy with it. Yeah. Would you? Yeah, definitely. Do you know what I like about this whole thing is that I actually didn't pick up that you said he was going to make amends, but what I really want now is a run of Chris Jericho doing like a My Name is Errol and he's going around with a list of people that he's fucked. No, it can't be a list. Sorry, I take back. I take that back. With, um, uh, oh God, there's another fucking word for a list. With a ledger of people he's wronged and he has to try and like make amends to them. That would be fucking great, man. Imagine him going up to people and just being like, yeah, sorry, uh, I smashed your announce table that time. I feel really guilty about it. So I bought you a new table and it's like a fucking huge desk that they just can't use. Stuff like that would be fucking great, man. I don't think they will, but that would be awesome. Do you know what? Yeah, that's a good way to get around the Cody thing. I think they're trying to keep Cody out of the title picture for a reason. Um, maybe it's just because he's the boss and they don't want another Triple H. Who knows, man? But yeah, it works. I mean, I believe dumber stuff than that with kayfabe. I believe The Undertaker died about seven times and came back to life. So, yeah, that can work, man. Okay, so then we got the Red Velvet versus Jade Cargo match. And we both predicted Jade Cargo was going to win. And Jade Cargo won. So, Velvet was actually looking really good in this match, I thought. She was doing great punches, proper punching with her hips was good. Uh, she had a really good tope suicida. And Jade is just a fucking massive beast, isn't she? She's just a muscle-bound monster. Um, she did this fall away slam uh, on the what's the word I'm looking for the barrier and the crowd threw Red Velvet right over into the crowd you know the crowd of wrestlers I thought it was excellent I thought it looked really good and uh, Jade won with the Jaded which is her finisher the one we were talking about before where she lifts them up and slams them down their face and we both called it but you know what this match was a lot more entertaining than I thought it was going to be and they're both pretty good and considering Jade Cargill has very little experience she's she's making it look good and I think they're booking her right as well kind of giving her shorter matches just letting her do a bit of a Lesnar just go in do your moves and fucking go home and I think it's working so what did you make of it? Well fucking Jade Cargill wins again wins with the Jaded and can we finally be done with these two now I wasn't that fucking thrilled to start with uh-huh. still not up there quite yet That's a shame. just let them split up or send them separate ways. So who would you put each of them up against moving forward? Fuck. I think Jade Cargill could go up against like Serena Deeb or Thunder Rosa, or is there anyone else in the roster you would want her to fight? Thunder Rosa's a good one. And what about Red Velvet? I can't think of any heels off the top of my head that would be a good fit for her. Like, the only ones I can name are Britt Baker and The Bunny. Neither Rose. Maybe fucking feeder to Britt Baker. I say feeder. Britt Baker would probably have a decent match where. Yeah. We could do that. That would split him up for a while. Yeah. Neither Rose Who as well. Your thoughts? Who would fucking Red Velvet take on? What fucking happened to Abaddon, by the way? Has she just gone back to the fucking Walking Dead? Do you remember she fucking lost that match and like like who gave a shit? Uh, who gave a shit about it afterwards? It was just the best way to kill like an interesting idea you had. So shame on that. Maybe give her to Abaddon. No, but then that that'll fucking bury her. No, I reckon Nyla Rose do a fucking David versus Goliath thing. But Nyla Rose is losing loads as well. Maybe Britt Baker. Maybe you're right. You can go for a feud, like a couple of matches, whatever. Do it over a long period of time. Get them both over that way. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, so next we had the actual promo from Britt Baker herself. Uh, she's saying that she's third in the rankings uh, right now. Red Velvet was five and one. Britt Baker was seven and one. 
Oh no, Red Velvet was 5-0, right? Britt Baker was 7-1. And I'm like, how does this work then? Because surely you just take the wins minus the losses and whichever is the bigger number, they go higher up, right? So if that's the way it works, Britt Baker should be number three anyway. Because 7 minus 1 is 6, 5 minus 0 is 5. I feel like fucking Scott Steiner telling you about those maths. Unless there's some sort of clean sheet bonus, doesn't matter if she's now third. So Britt Baker's now third, Red Velvet's now fourth. Cool. Um, then we move on to Anthony Ogogo. And by the way, I never clicked. You see, last week I was kind of half... Do you know that kind of way where you're half paying attention? And I know I shouldn't be admitting that because I'm running a fucking podcast. I should be paying attention so you guys don't have to. But I wasn't paying full attention. And I've, I'd never clicked until now that it's fucking the Anthony Ogogo, the fucking boxer. Um, yeah, for people who aren't into boxing, he's an uh, ex-boxer from England. He had retired. He had got fucking... He got loads of problems with his eyes. He had to register blind for a while. Had to get surgery and stuff. And he he got his boxing license. Well, he retired, so his boxing license was uh, taken off him. And, um, hey, here he is. I'm fucking happy for him, man. He's, he used to be on all the... A lot of the undercards for Anthony Joshua's fights, you know, when he was first running up, because they were at the Olympics together in 2012. And um, I'm pretty sure Ogogo got a bronze. I think he's a middleweight. I think he was a middleweight and he got a bronze. But yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. And the thing I found mental about this match, obviously it was a squash match. I can't remember who he was fighting, some jobber. And he won with a punch to the body. Which I thought was a bit fucking mad. <laughs> like, okay, that's your finisher. You fucking give them a shoot punch. It's like I don't like knockout punches as finishes because it makes very little sense. But there you go. Uh, great to see Anthony Ogogo. Happy about that. I can't believe it took me that long to click. But anyway, what can you do? Uh, next up, we had a promo with Miro. He was looking for Kip. Uh, Kip's avoiding him. He's disappeared. He's saying. And the long and short of it is he doesn't really give a fuck. He's after the gold. And um, if he's going to make people disappear like Kip. That's what he's trying to say. So that's pretty good. I'm excited. Fucking Miro going to go for the gold. I really hope he goes for the big gold. I hope so. I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling. He's going to be the one who takes the TNT title off of Darby Allen in a few weeks. He'll do the open challenge thing. Next week it's Jungle Boy. Maybe the week after it's Miro. But we'll see. Anthony Ogogo won with fucking one punch. Yeah. That's just your standard squash match, though. That's what you were expecting. Anytime they advertise, somebody will be in action or somebody in a match. It's usually a fucking short squash match. And it was just to show off Cutie Marshall and these factory of cuties. Mm-hmm. Cuties, cuties. <laughs> and we go straight into a Miro promo. And Miro is looking for Kip. And if I was Kip, I would be hiding too, because he looked fucking raging. Aye. Miro's looking for Kip, and he's also looking for championships. (laughs) So if you've got a championship, (laughs) you should be hiding from Miro at this point. Love it. Who would you put him up against? Who would you go with for Miro? Would you send him straight to Kenny Omega for the AEW? Would you put him in against Darby Allin? Or would you team them up again with Kip Sabian and have them go for the tag belts? Or would you stick him in a dress, put a wig on him and just watch him dominate the women's division? (laughs) Now that I've said that, I kind of want it. Who do you want to see Miro go up against, mate? I feel like I want him to be world champion, but it's not going to work. It makes no sense. So the TNT belt is probably the best place for him just now. Uh, get him in this open challenge. Like I mentioned, get him beaten Darby Allen. Make it look fucking... Maybe not brutal, but make it look convincing and then just have him have it for a year. Go through everyone on the roster. That'd be awesome. Make an open challenge as well. Like, like I don't give a fuck. I'll fucking batter all yous. And just batter everyone. And then... Oh, no. I just thought of something so cool. Imagine you had that, right? And then they, they, they get Samoa Joe... In, 
and they do like the Samoa Joe Kurt Angle thing like they did in TNA. Remember when Kurt Angle? I don't know if you watched. I mean, I didn't really watch TNA that much, but Kurt Angle came and he was Samoa Joe was on this big undefeated streak. Kurt Angle was the one to beat it on his first match in TNA. In, um, TNA. So Miro get my big run with the TNT belt. Samoa Joe comes in, takes it off him. That's the fucking. Mm-hmm. That'd be fucking amazing. Okay, next match. Chris Jericho versus Dax Harwood, and they have Mike Tyson as the special enforcer. I don't really get what a special enforcer is. It's just someone who's on the outside. A one-man lumberjack match in it. It's like, okay, cool. You're there. You're there. Are they kind of a ref? I guess when you had Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns and Edge was a special enforcer, he became the ref after the ref got knocked out. But yeah, it doesn't matter. It's cool to see Mike Tyson. Uh, I really liked the camera gimmick they did at that point. You know, when Jericho picks the camera up himself and then gives fucking Dax the middle finger. Nice wee throwback to The Rock versus Austin back in the Attitude Era. Um, did you notice, sorry, this is this is actually at the, near the start of the match. They're having a bit of a stramash on the outside. And did you notice that Mike Tyson grabbed Dax, like, to pull him off and immediately realised his mistake of, like, shit, I shouldn't be doing this, and just let go and walked back. Dax completely no sold it like an absolute pro just pretend it didn't happen and there's there's only two ways you can make that work either get up and you're like who the fuck do you think you are and make a big deal of it and then the ref has to be like Mike you can't get involved and all that but instead they just completely no sold it and pretend it didn't happen and that worked better uh, the pinnacle and the inner circle they came out for a huge stramash on the fucking ramp and on the outside and Cash was going to hit Chris Jericho with the baseball bat. And then Mike Tyson fucking smacks the cunt. And it's not fake. It is a shoot punch. He threw it like an actual fucking hook. And you're like, what? Why the fuck? His head. You heard it. You fucking heard it at home. It was like a big popper. And then he fucking, his head's welting up instantly. And fuck me, I hope he's all right. I haven't actually Googled to see if he's okay, but I mean, that's Concussion City. He got him right in the temple. And uh, anyway, Chris Jericho wins the match with a Judas effect. And you called that, mate. I said it was going to be a screw finish and Dax would win. It was kind of a screw finish, but Jericho won, so happy days. And all I can say is I just hope that Cash Wheeler ain't dead. Wardlow was carrying him out like a sack of tatties. I thought it was fucking great as well. And... Mike Tyson is now an ancillary member of the Inner Circle. And I really enjoyed this match. It was daft. It was fun. Uh, Jericho got his big licks in. Dax looked like a million bucks as well. Honestly, man. Competent wrestlers having a competent match. With a nice wee added celebrity twist. And Mike Tyson almost killing someone. So yeah, happy days. So Jericho wins after all Stramage kicks off. Mm -hmm. And he wins with a Judas effect. Still the most brutal move in all of sports entertainment <laughs> other than the one-winged angel yeah. and perhaps the people's elbow. Oh, of course. Well, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. It's what you expected. Ulstermage kicks off at both sides. Mike Tyson gets involved and he floors Cash Wheeler with a mad-looking punch. He might genuinely have broken a jaw. We'll see next week whenever Cash Wheeler shows up with a fucking... <laughs> big old school style bandage wrapped like around the full fucking around the full head it was mm-hmm. like mummified <laughs> and that's why I'm going to reiterate that I'll just fucking kick a baby Mike Tyson take my one million pounds <laughs> and fuck off happily ever after living with the guilt knowing that I beat a baby Jericho hit a line salt in the match it looked good it yeah. looked clean Yep. Any time he goes for that move, I'm always going to have a wee bit of the fear in me. Yeah. And for the match, whenever MJF came out, how does that not make it an instant disqualification? That should have just been like, nah, nah, these were all meant to be barred. As soon as MJF comes out, it should have just been, right, Thrown out. match is done. Yeah. But nah, Mike Tyson is now a member of the inner circle anyway, so the match was fucking rigged for the start. Yeah. Is Mike Tyson going to be in the blood and guts match? <laughs> and then to even things out, will Tully Blanchard be in with the pinnacle? <laughs> oh, I hope him. not, because Mike Tyson might take it literally as yeah. it being a blood and guts match. And then 
it's just got to be mayhem in it. It'll be mayhem regardless. The entrails. But we've got three weeks time. May the 6th, something like that. Blood and guts. So what do you think, Mikey? Was it a fair match knowing that Mike Tyson is now a member of the inner circle? Or was no. it a fix with me and all my wild, crazy conspiracy theories, mate? That was a screwy finish, wasn't it? It was a screwy, screwy finish. It just—I mean—the good guys got the screw fit. How is it, right? We've predicted a screw finish for fucking weeks, months, fucking a, a year. We've been predicting these screw finishes, and um, here we go. We get two in one night. What can you do? Fucking them's the ropes, I guess. Alex Marvez with the Starfish Island Club, or the elite, if you're fucking boring. Don Callis kicks Alex Marvis out to give the scoop. The return of the Young Bucks is just the beginning. And then big dick Don Aconda himself super kicks the cameraman. Fucking class. So backstage with Elite and Kenny Omega got a wee bit and he said that he's been listening to the podcasts. And I know that he's been listening to the podcasts because he's <laughs> fucking put us out of business. We've sold out of the shirts. We can't keep up with them anymore. So that's why if any of you fine listeners out there are looking for the shirts, we don't have any because they've all went to Kenny Omega. Then after all of this, Don Callis kicked a cameraman and the guys back in commentary said that he should be fined or he should be suspended. Mm-hmm. Don Callis isn't AEW. Don Callis is an Impact Wrestling employee. Yes. So Don Callis just beat a guy up for no reason. He needs to be put in jail for in jail. assault. That's what Don Callis needs, yeah. right? Prison. Fucking get rid of him. Aye, jail. Right, so next match was Chris Statlander versus Amber Nova. Uh, who the fuck is Amber Nova? Chris Statlander, she's one of the best friends now. And she's coming out with the boys too. Where is my mind? It's always a fucking great moment to hear that song. Absolute banger. I'll never get bored of this theme. And then she has a squash match to ease her back in. And it did the job. So, not much to say. Not much happened. Do you know what I mean? So Chris Statlander versus Amber Nova and Chris Statlander wins with a supernova. Is that right? Did I fuck up my notes somewhere or is that genuinely that lassie's name and what Chris Statlander's finisher's called? Oh, fuck. It doesn't matter. What does matter <laughs> is that she has also got the fucking best tune in all of AEW right mm-hmm. now and I'm loving it. I'm not going to get sick of this. That is on my Spotify playlist. It's been there for years and it's like one of the top listen to tunes yeah. on my playlist. Anyway, Chris Statlander hits this fucking thing and it's like, she's the best one that does it. The boop. She can boop anybody out of nowhere. <laughs> they can see it coming. She'll get them with a boop. Yeah. And it looks fucking so good. What do you make of Chris Statlander? Are you enjoying her? She was one of my favourites before she went out with injury, but she was never like quite in the top five ranking, I don't think. No. But now that she's back, I think they're going to like no. throw her in about with the best friends. No. And she's got to be in top five contenders, and you'll see much more here, and I am buzzing mm-hmm. for it. If you're Here's another thing. If you're wondering why she with the best friends... You need to go back and watch Being the Elite because, like, you get stuff on Being the Elite that you don't even know what it's leading to. Like, remember last month, Mikey, I sent you a video and I said, Right, watch this, and it explains a bit. And it's about Adam Page and the Young Bucks and everything. And it turns out the cause of them all splitting up was because Matt Hardy took Adam Page's phone back when, like, they were all supposed to be in the original Blood and Guts match. Yeah. Matt Hardy texted the Young Bucks for Adam Page's phone said that he didn't want to be friends anymore mm-hmm. and Matt Hardy told all of that to Matt Jackson so many Matt, so many Adams I'm fucked, so know. Matt Hardy told Matt Jackson that he's the one that sent the text and that's why they kicked Adam Page out the elite yeah. and then Matt Jackson's feeling shit, he went to go to apologise and Adam Page doesn't give a fuck anymore, he's having a right old party with the Dark Order yeah you know, Mikey, you were there. You've got your membership. Yeah, I was there, man. I was there. But anyway, that was just a tangent. Good times. The bottom line is, go watch Being the Elite. They don't just throw random shit in there. It all makes sense and you get the benefit and you feel like you're in the fucking circle if you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But back to the big thing. Do you? Who do you think Chris Statlander will fight next? 
do you think she could have a good run with Britt Baker for a while, or is Britt Baker like next in line for the content if for the championship? I know she's working up the ranks, isn't she? Yeah. Well, Chris Statlander was in the mix for the belt. I'm pretty sure she had the title shot. I think she had a title shot against Nyla Rose, or Riho maybe, like back, like the like before Nyla won it. But um, yeah, I definitely remember having a championship match. Um. Yeah, I still don't know why she's a best friend. I guess I, I do need to watch the being the elite, but it's like it's almost like there's enough. There's so much wrestling, man. You know what I mean? It's like I already watch all all. The, I watched Raw and SmackDown, but I watched them on fast forward. I watched Dynamite. I'm supposed to watch Dark as well, and I'm supposed to watch being the elite as well as NXT. I'm like fuck me, man. That's that's a lot of shit. And you got pay per views almost every week with fucking WWE. It's god, it's a lot to keep up with. Um, so I'll just let you watch it and you can tell me instead. <laughs> Lazy. Um, oh, who do I think Chris Statlander is going to fight next? I don't know. I think there might be a few more squash matches to kind of build her up. Do you know what I mean? The thing with the ranking system is that it doesn't matter who you beat, it's just how many you beat. For that, I think you can just keep giving her jobber after jobber and she'll get a title shot. Do you know what I mean? And I don't get why heels aren't taking advantage of that there's not enough clever heels who are just like oh cool well if i just keep beating the same fucking losers over and over again then i'll get really high up the rankings something to think about i guess right okay so rest of the show team taz have a wee backstage promo thing they've got brian cage and ricky starks they are apparently deemed too combustible to seduce christian cage for taz and you think Brian would have the family ties, do you know what I mean? Brian Cage, Christian Cage, you'd think that you'd be able to be like, come on, come on, mate, remember Christmas, remember the fucking Hungry Hungry Hippos I got you, remember you really liked that? I know you liked that, Christian, I watched you. So you'd think they'd have that, but I mean, what do I know? I'm just an ape with a microphone. Then we cut to Christian Cage and Tony the Shagger. Um, they're in the ring, about to have a chat. I mean, he must have been gutted it wasn't Sting. But anyway, uh, Taz comes out. He starts giving Christian Jip. Uh, are you in? Are you out? You in? Are you out? Are you in? Are you out? And we're all thinking, an, 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 an. But no, he's out, 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 out. Yes. Nah, he says Team Taz is a fucking dumpster fire. He's after belts, so fucking ram it. Paraphrasing, of course. Uh, Taz calls him a shithead. Direct quote. And sh- then shits all over him, goes on about how shit he is. It was amazing. Hobbs then squares up to Christian, they face off with each other, have a bit of a fucking stramash, and Hobbs fucking overpowers him. Which makes sense, he's like twice the size of him. And it ends with Hobbs standing on Christian's head on the steel steps. <laughs> Such a good image, man. And this is good. I'm excited, man. You ease him in, he can run through these guys one by one. And, um... There's also, you know, you've got Lance Archer in the mix, you've got fucking Sting, of course, and you've got uh, Darby Allen, I guess, kicking about somewhere as well. So the TNT title belt's not that separated from it, which makes me think that Darby's going to lose the belt soon, right? Which is why I think Miro's going to get it. You get the belt away from them, and then Darby can be involved in this big stramash because you can't have one guy versus Team Taz. You need to have Team versus Team. It's not going to be blood and guts, obviously, but they can do, you know what I mean? They can do something. They can do something. Then we had Matt Hardy versus Darby Hardy for the fucking TNT title. It was a false count anywhere match. Did they announce this before? Or is this just like on the day, fuck it, let's make it a bit more interesting? I'm going to go with the latter. It's very AEW. But um, Matt Hardy starts the match with a chair in hand. I'm like, yes. Do you know when you play wrestling games and you're like, let's make it no DQ? For the, for the championship, because I really want my guy to win the belt. And you just go straight for the weapons, and you just keep smacking him with the chair, and hitting him, 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 until his body's all red, and then you bust him open, hit your finisher, one, two, three, match over in like two minutes, right? Matt Hardy's doing that. He's played games before. This cunt fucks. You know, he gets it. So, so many chair shots. Only a couple of minutes in. Darby's back is all fucked up. It's bright red. It's bleeding. And these cunts are working very stiff. Um, Matt Hardy's wee babies are all out. And then the Dark Order are all out. Again, 
do I need to watch Being the Elite to understand why? Fuck knows. And then here's Sting as well. And Tony the Shagger starts jizzing everywhere. Um, and then we've got a multifaceted Stramash here. That's the only way I could put it. You've got fucking Scorpio and Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page come out. Lance Archer comes out to save Sting. Sting gives Darby the bat and then fucks off. He's like, this is all a bit too weird for me. Um, you know, fucking 60-year-old man with face paint and a baseball bat <laughs> and a Matrix jacket. Um, Matt Hardy smacks Darby in the boss and yeah, there's lots of cool spots here. Matt Hardy jumping off the ladder through a table, blah, blah, blah. And then Darby decides to end him. He climbs the truss, which is the big fucking beam where they put all the lights and stuff above. So he climbs up that and jumps off it. Does a coffin drop to Matt, who's lying on the announce table below. And it was so cool. It was just fucking like this. This guy has has a death wish and it's when he does stuff like this this is when i really like him you see when he did matt wrestling a couple of weeks ago i'm like this is not you man yeah darby retains i like this match i really did except i really could have done without all the interruptions i thought it was a bit daft i know that you needed matt's babies to show up because i mean that's matt's gimmick right now he's big money matt he's got this big conglomerate of people and he wants them all to come up and help him he's got this big family calling it he's wanting them all to be involved so he's using them to get himself up and could you not sort out of a stipulation do you know what i mean could you not have been like uh this is in a cage it's not falka anywhere it's a cage match now or a cell match or uh they're banned from the arena they're not just banned from ringside, they're banned from the fucking arena. They can't come into the arena or you lose, Matt, and that's that. You'll never get another TNT title match. They could have done anything, right? And it's like, I guess the match was a wee bit like going to a Liam Gallagher gig. It's a good gig, but it'd be much better if there wasn't so many cunts there. Right, other than the fucking Best Friends tune, mm-hmm. I've probably said it before, but Darby Allen's tune is just a banger as well. I love that one. <laughs> And he fucking finishes the match with a sick-looking coffin drop off yeah. a support beam or a scaffolding behind the announcer's table, through the announcer's table to Matt Hardy. It was a good match. JR said it was a fucking 20-feet drop, but I don't know. I can't trust JR anymore. He hugely overestimates. <laughs> like, you know, he'll be saying, oh, I've got eight inches and all that. That, mate. Massively overestimating. Don't trust anything JR says. He does say that to me a lot. He won't stop saying it. But why do they keep putting fucking Matt Hardy in these absolutely mental matches? It's scary after that fucking concussion that he had against Sammy Guevara. Yeah. He's got a bigger death wish than Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. Just fucking put him on like a, a blitzitz match, a strap match. Put fucking Matt Hardy in a strap match so you can keep him in the ring and not fucking sell up too much. Because he took that jump off the fucking ladder as well, mm-hmm. backstage, back at Tony Khan's gorilla position or whatever they call it. <laughs> he took, went up the ladder and done a leg drop off the ladder through yeah. the table onto Darby Allen, and he fucked his tailbone. Just keep him on the ground, keep him in the ring, keep him strapped up. Yeah. I would say put him in a cage match, but even then he'll fucking jump off the cage. It's yeah, Matt Hardy. Right, it's Hardy, right. after all. Darby Hardy would have done the same thing as well. Yeah. So in the fucking match, we get our Ulstra match. Our typical standard Ulstra match number two of the night. Yeah. And during all, Sting comes in. You know, it's Sting. <laughs> and Sting's beating on the private party, two of them. But before all of that, fucking, who else? The Butcher of the Blade, they came out with private party. Then the Dark Order came out to beat them up. So you had Dark Order fighting the Butcher and the Blade, which is like five guys on two guys. Yeah. Then you had Sting, who is a pensioner, probably, yeah. at this point. Check his age. Go look up 60. Sting's age and let me know, is he a pensioner? Um, Just about. And he's taking on the private party two on one, and he's still doing a better job on that than what fucking Dark Order are doing on the Butcher and the Blade. I know. It is mad. <laughs> but even then, they didn't get a good comeback. It was fucking... Ethan, is it Ethan Page? Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky? Yes. They were making their way to the ring until Lance Archer appeared and he fucked them off and then he got in the ring and then you think it's Lance Archer and Sting going to have a thing in the ring, but it's not. 
he fucking takes out one of the private party. Which one was it? I can't remember. Mark Quinn, Isaiah Cassidy, one of the two. At least I'm learning their names. I know. <laughs> so what's happening there? What's happening with Sting and Lance Archer? I don't have a clue. Mental. Like, that's the only thing that added to this match. Because you know Matt Hardy's got his thing against the Dark Order. And then Matt Hardy's got his own fucking family. Darby... Darby's just shown up fucking one week to the next to defend the belt. And he's got another match next week against Jungle Boy, I think. We'll talk about that later. And so the only thing that came out was, like, Lance Archer and Sting. What's happening here? Do you think it'll be, like, Sting mentoring Lance Archer and he'll take on Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page on a two-on-one? Or do you think we could get another tag match with Sting in it? I wouldn't mind that. That'd be cool. Yeah, Sting and Lance Archer versus I keep wanting to say Ethan Carter. It's Ethan Page, Ethan isn't it? Page, Ethan yeah. Page and Scorpio Sky. Three. Ethan Carter's the big ripped looking cunt that's Aye. Dixie Carter's nephew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too similar for me. So Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, Lance Archer, Sting. Well, we say it's a fucking Godzilla versus King Kong tag match because <laughs> that's just a standard <laughs> tag match anyway. I think that's where that's going to go. <laughs> But for the match, I really liked the match. It was a fun match. Mm-hmm. A lot of people got involved. There were some cool spots. That twist of fate on the chair, through the chair, mad. Yes, I forgot about that. Surprised that didn't end it. And then Sting throws Darby on his baseball bat. Yeah. What's, what's the script then? Is he now got the bat? Is he swapped the bat for the skateboard? And then we're just going to see Sting cutting about backstage <laughs> on a skateboard? Or has Sting just got like... 20 million bats at home all on display, all on racks, bat racks mm-hmm. in his wee bat room, in his bat cave and he just picks up a new one every time he leaves to go to AEW but, good match liked the match the show overall, it just seemed a bit fast I don't know, I didn't I wasn't that fucking impressed with a lot of it but it is what it is, isn't it? Mm. next week we've got some matches lined up, I'm going to be home for it I'm trying to be sensible and saying I'm going to bed at an early time. No chance I'll be staying up and I'll be watching AEW Dynamite live next week. Yeah. So matches-wise, Mikey, let's run down the matches let's do and it. see who let's do it to it. you've got and who I've got. If I'm missing any matches by the time this goes out, add them on at the end. Okay. And I'll take option B. Match number one, we've got Tai Conte versus Hikaru Shida for the AEW Women's Championship. I would like to see Tai Conte win it. Yeah. You know what? I will say Tai Conte will win it. Dark Order will finally get a belt if she is Dark Order. In fact, you should be taking her because you're Dark Order. But who is your pick for the match? I was going to take her before you, you rudely forced me to do it. So, uh, yeah, I said it last week. I'm saying it again this week. I feel like now's the time to put the belt on Tai Conte. I think it's been on Hikaru Shida for a while. There's nothing really going on with the belt. The belt isn't really the main attraction in the women's division. So, yeah, fuck it, let's just do it, man. Let's do it. Fucking dark order all the way. Choo-choo. Next, we've got Powerhouse Hobbs versus Christian. Mm-hmm. Let's see if Christian can outwork Hobbs. I think he can. Yep. And I think it's just got to piss off Team Taz and Christian will just get jumped again. Yes. You can't outwork five guys at once, can you? No. Yeah, it's got to be Christian, man. It's got to be Christian. And I think you're right. They'll get jumped after it. And I don't know what they're planning on. Yeah, so let's just see who comes out the same. But it'll be Christian going over Hobbs. The AEW men's number one contender, Hangman Adam Page taking on Ricky Starks I should have gave Ricky Starks a bit more of a build there what's he called the beautiful the shagadelic top shagger Ricky Starks what are you thinking is it just going to be uh, uh, you'll need to go with Hangman don't you but then will fucking powerhouse Hobbs win against Christian nah I'll take Ricky Starks for this one I don't think you'll have Team Taz losing two matches in one night and at least here you can play a big bit of the numbers game and like throw fucking Brian Cage or Hook or Taz. See what's happening. I've got Ricky Starks, mate. Okay, the more you say it, 
the more I'm starting to think Team Taz are going to break up. And I think this is going to be the big catalyst for it. Two of them losing in one night, uh, taking it out on Taz. Brian Cage being like, Starks, you're shit. Um, so yeah, Hangman for the win. All the way, Team Taz, I think, are slowly going to dissolve. Next match, we have Penta versus Trent. You see what I've done there? I tried to make it a question because that's how they fucking put his name up. Question mark. Trent. <laughs> but I will go with Trent Barretta because I just love the cunt. Love the boy. And you're taking Penta because Penta's your boy. So I've already decided that match for you. You can't come on my side. This rivalry <laughs> is going to be me versus you. My boy's the best friends versus your boy's death triangle oh let's do it then fuck it this is the most bizarre predictions we've ever done because um randy's telling me exactly what i'm predicting so okay fine i'll go penta i was i I was probably going to go trent if i'm thinking logically but fuck that penta's my boy Penta all the way fuck your side randy you're not allowed on my side i don't want to be on your side you're not allowed on my side fucking fuck you right back the last match i've got here which was announced after the show is Darby Allen versus Jungle Boy mm-hmm. for the TNT title. Yeah, I'm excited for this match. This will be a good match because so. Jungle Boy puts on good matches one on one. He puts on good matches in the tag match, but they're giving them a bit more singles matches, and I'm enjoying them. I like what it does. I'm enjoying what Darby Allen's been doing the past few months as well with the TNT belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say that it will be a good match. But I think fucking Bear Country are going to get involved and fuck it up. Ah, okay. And it'll be like a shite finish. So I think Darby Allen's got to win because Bear Country get involved and it'll be a shite DQ finish. What'd you think, mate? Um, yeah, you know what? That actually makes sense. I I, I wish it didn't. But I mean, I didn't expect Jungle Boy to win anyway. I, I feel like um this is going to be Miro's belt pretty soon. So Darby Allen to retain. I thought he was just going to like retain by being a bit more nuts and do something a bit more nuts but you know what that bear country thing probably works as much as i don't like it yeah got to go darby allen okay and that's me for this week thank you very much mikey thank you shaggers i'll be home in a few days i will be home chilling out then i'll phone up my mate mikey and we will talk about wrestlemania and i'm buzzing for it mate I did have a bit prepped for it that I was going to ask you about, but Friday Night Smackdown has already shat all over that for me. Right. So I'll speak to you later. Remind me what it was, and I'll just tell you. But Smackdown has already fucked me up. But thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. Speak to you next week. Peace. I cheers for that, Randy. Another episode in the books. Thanks very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, as usual, you can find us, you know, everywhere we get podcasts. You can find us on all the fucking daft social media places as well. Just search for Snapdragon Duplex. We'll be there. We'll be there waiting for your follow. Um, and as always, you can get everything that we do and all our links, all our episodes. Download them. Send them to your mall. You can get them all on the website, www.snapdragonduplex.co.uk. Uh, thanks again everybody take care peace and love we love you all you beautiful sweaty marks and all you sexy shaggers